This is Strategy That Works, where we discuss practical solutions to companies' most complex challenges. I'm your host, Robert Amberg, Chief Marketing Officer at JVM Consulting. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about business transformation, which on the surface can sound like an overwhelming effort, but it doesn't have to mean worldwide scale change. To help us understand it better, we're speaking today with Gokhan Goulet, a director in JBN Consulting's Charlotte office. Gokhan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. You bet. So let's dive right in. Let's start with the basics here. What do we mean when we say business transformation? Well, it's a great question. So business transformation, kind of the, the main look at the dictionary, uh, it's about changing form, function, and nature. So transformation is about fundamental change. It's not about incremental improvement. It is uh, really getting your business on a totally different track, running it differently. So kind of from one way of looking at it, it is a big thing. Big stuff. It is big stuff. Okay. And uh, what kind of companies generally look at transformation? I'm not sure if there's a kind of company that's not looking at it. So when we look at the, the research, uh, you know, over the last five years, 85% of companies have undergone some kind of transformation. And 52% of them are going transformation at any given time. So every, everybody's talking about it, thinking about it, and doing it. So from that end, I don't think there is a kind of company that needs to, but there are circumstances that actually rise that leads companies to think deeply in, around transformation. Like what? Like, you know, um, technology ones, you know, for, for one, um, over at least over the last 10 years, when we look at how technology has moved, that has created so many pressures on companies to, to change the way they do business. One of the things that, uh, um, you know, we follow is kind of, if you're familiar, the, the hype cycle that mm-hmm. Gartner runs, like mm-hmm. they've been running it since 1980s. They used to run one a year. Okay. These days, they they publish 80 a year. 80 a year. 80. 80 hype cycles per industry, per you know business area. They From one to 80. Exactly. And uh, what that is, is they're tracking technologies that are coming down the pike. And uh, kind of the the life cycle, or the, they, they track these over, you know, five life cycles, you know, something becomes uh, available, starts, people start thinking about it, and then talking about it, then there's so much hype, it's going to be the, the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then all of a sudden, they disappear from the kind of the everyday talk, right? And then all of a sudden, years later, they show up at our doorstep, it's part of a product. So that's kind of the hype cycle. Now, what we did is we looked back in 2010, what was going on, right? Um, 3D printing was at the t- in the t- top of the right, hype 3D cycle. 3D printing, sure. 3D printing was, uh, you know, 4G wireless was there. And a few other things that the cloud computing was there. And nine years later, eight years later, we're looking at it right now, 3D printing, we don't hear about it too much, but it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Companies are using it. It has changed industries. Uh, one of the examples that we found is the hearing aid industry, mm-hmm. right? Uh, about 2012, uh, 90% of the, or actually 98% of all manufacturing moved from you know, manual manufacturing to 3D printing over a 12-month period. So that's a huge change that 3D printing kind of over a few years impact the whole entire industry. If you didn't switch, transform over just a year, you went out of business. So that kind of change is coming a lot more often 
and a lot deeper impacting with, with great impact on companies' effectiveness and uh, operations. So transformation is a lot of factors coming into play, technology being one of them. Uh, we know a lot more about uh, human psychology, right? We have done a lot more work on um, processes over the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. So all those things kind of have, are coming together to really create a lot of pressures for companies to do things differently. So it, it's a competitive advantage. It is a competitive advantage. And um, the way we look at it is actually being able to continually transform is becoming the competitive advantage ah. because, you know, things are coming in waves. I said, you know, 4G uh, wireless was the up and coming thing in 2010. Now we are talking about 5G. My, my phone is showing 5G today. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's real doing it. But we have moved on. So 4G became, in, in eight years, became expected. Mm -hmm. uh, likewise, you know, these days we are looking at 2018 hype cycle. There's like the IoT is there. There's blockchain. There are a lot of technologies that are being talked about a lot these days. Mm -hmm. I bet we are going to stop hearing about them. And then they're going to start becoming just expected features of operations in the next few years. Right. So, you know, why now? Uh, that, that's kind of because a lot of things are coming together. Mm -hmm. We are at such a place in our uh, maturity of the business. A lot of things are coming together to create a huge need for companies to look at. It. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the thoughts is, you know, uh, if you're not disrupting yourself, somebody will come and disrupt you tomorrow. Right. So you need to always think think about these things. So it's a very exciting area. Uh, it is a lot of stuff going on. So uh, very passionate. Sure, sure. So I'll, I'll throw you a curveball question. Um, Let's say you miss the uh, transformation bus. You you fall behind. You just you don't transform in time. And uh, yeah. is there is there any hope for return to greatness, or is it uh, one and done? Well, I'm not sure if there's a one and done. But if you think about the companies like Sears and mm -hmm. Toys R Us and the Blockbuster, right? Those are the companies who really didn't take it seriously. Yep. Right. Uh, so it can be one and done. Mm -hmm. But the, the 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 you know the responsibility on management, the leadership is not to get there, right? Because there are ways to see things coming, there are ways to take action on it. But if you wait until everything is clear, then you have missed the bus. Uh, you know, Netflix can come and disrupt an industry, right? And then Blockbuster goes out of business. Right. Amazon comes and changes the, the way we do retail, and then you know Sears and uh, Toys R Us can't survive anymore. Right. So. Definitely, you need to be on the watch out for those disruptors coming out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. In a bookstore, an online bookstore, pretty much redid an entire industry yeah. in Amazon. So from that end, we need to be watchful. Mm -hmm. We need to really kind of scan what's happening, not just in our industry, but across the you know, outside of our industry for the most part. That's where the disruptors are coming from. And build our capabilities internally to be able to respond to those changes. And so so maybe touch on a little on that a little more. So if if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, you know, this is this is a Netflix thing, this is a an Amazon thing. This isn't my, you know, ABC company type issue, but but really what you're talking about is um, it can be anyone's issue and the best way to prepare is to really keep those capabilities uh, or get those capabilities in line so that when that happens or um, you can not just react, but tr having the capabilities to be able to innovate um, is more important than sitting around thinking we're going to move from selling books to changing the entire retail landscape.
So correct, absolutely. So you know, Netflix, Amazon, those are kind of tech companies, right? It's kind of it's easy to dismiss them. Not gonna, ha- it's not gonna happen in my you know backyard. But if you think about it, transformation is not just disrupting; it's just changing how you look at your own business as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the examples that you know in our research uh, comes from a very mature industry, textiles, right? Uh, the, you know, one of the companies that we kind of looked into, VF Corporation. It's a textile manufacturer, footwear manufacturer from North Carolina. And uh, you know, in, in early 2000s, they were doing a great job of cutting costs, but that was the only way they could survive, right? And they kind of said, we can't go like this. We can't just keep you know, our valuation up by just cutting costs. So they kind of changed their mindset. You know, textile business doesn't change that much, but you can change the way you look at it. So they, they, they changed their... Uh, management bench, they kind of changed from cost-cutting mindset to a value creation mindset. They really did some changes in, in there. And then they sold some businesses, bought certain uh, business to kind of get in the new high-margin market segment. Mm-hmm. So they transformed themselves. So they, you know, it wasn't a disruptor that kind of caused them to do that, but they, they weren't satisfied. They want to grow and expand. And in doing that, in 12 years following their transformation, they tripled their revenue, quadrupled their share price. So it is doable. You don't need to wait for a outside call, you know, a, mm-hmm. a reason to do something. Sure. You can decide to reinvent yourself and actually be a better thing or better at what you're doing. So, so talk a little bit about the capabilities that, that uh, go into that. So capabilities. Uh, so one thing that we always talk about is the technology, right? Everybody talks about digital transformation. Things are coming up and we need to really to stuff digitally. Mm-hmm. But what we believe is uh, in the core of transformation, it's the human factor, right? Um, the culture, the mindset, those are the things that actually make or break any change effort, let alone a transformation. Uh, kind of, we, we know the uh, uh, strategy or culture eats strategy for breakfast, mm-hmm. a quote that we remember from yesterday era. Uh, just like that, culture is the most important thing in, a, in, a, in an organization. So when we talk about capabilities to transform, it has to have its roots in transforming the people. Mm-hmm. Technology, the processes, and everything else that we think about when we talk about transformation, they are only the enablers. Sure. If so the people get, have to buy into it and have to really understand why and, and where they're going. Absolutely. Yeah. Which the, goes back to the leadership and a, and a management issue then. It does, yeah, absolutely. The, 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 you know, one of the things that the leadership needs to do is figure out why do we need to transform, mm-hmm. or why don't we transform? Maybe that's the better question to sure. ask, right? The why is the most important place to start. And as soon as you have that, you need to figure out how to get people on board, and mm-hmm. that's the leadership, the core leadership uh, job, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of getting masses moved, mobilized mm-hmm. around a, a new cause. And in, in many companies that we see the comfort zone kind of prevents people from doing things that are not uh, hard or mm-hmm. they, that are not kind of new. So that kind of gets gets companies stuck in an old world mm-hmm. and then they cannot respond as fast to disruptions from inside or outside. So, yep, identifying the why is a critical step and then getting people to understand that why and moving them out of their comfort zone a little bit mm-hmm. to really work in this environment that we are in. Excellent. I used to work with a, a client who would, who would tell me um, every every quarter she asked herself, <clears throat> uh, 
if I was my competitor, how would I beat us? And it really got that mindset of, you know, what, what products would I develop? What technologies would I do? What services uh, would I use to beat us? And it really tried to keep her uh, thinking about a similar line. You know, how, if, you, if you're constantly thinking about how you would beat yourself, then it helps you think two steps ahead. I, I think that's a, that's a great way to start. And then beyond that, going beyond that, we got to figure out how would Amazon disrupt me? Right. Because right now, kind of what happens is disruptions doesn't come from within your industry. If you just think about your industry, how would my competitor mm-hmm. outcompete me? Or you know, right. then you kind of you miss the boat because Amazon is coming out and they're trying to disrupt the healthcare industry. They are they already disrupted the um, you know, retail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to think those Amazons or other companies out there that you don't even know about. Right. Tesla can come and disrupt the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. They are not an automotive company. Right, they're a battery company. Yeah, <laughs> whatever they are, they, they, they're a technology company, right? So we got to think beyond our industry, mm-hmm. beyond our competitors, and how would someone just in a garage access to the cloud and all the computing power they can and a nimble operation? What can they do to disrupt me? So that is the kind of place we are at right now. Every every company needs a, a chief panic officer thinking about how we're going to be disrupted. <laughs> that That's a great idea. So one of the things that we recommend um, the CEOs, the leadership is, yep, keep one one part of your brain focused on your customers. You got to serve mm-hmm. them the best you can. But don't forget to take some moonshots. Yeah. You got to kind of half of your effort needs to be looking out 5, 10, 20 years out and see what do I need to do today to survive in 10 years? Mm-hmm. How am I going to find my next customer? How am I going to serve my next customer? So as leaders, they need to think, yep, today is important, manage mm-hmm. it. But also you need to figure out what you're going to do in, in the future. And that kind of that mindset setting in the company from mm-hmm. leadership down starts transforming the organization. That's where the kind of capability starts developing from thinking and the processes to do that. So, so what are some success stories that you've heard other than a Netflix? Uh, you know, what, what are what are some good successes? Well, so so many of them out there as well as failures, right? We we, right. we hear about failures a lot, a lot, a lot more than uh, the success stories. But kind of lo- looking back in in time, it's not just the last five ten years, but looking back in time, you know, some companies uh, have really developed those, those capabilities to adapt mm-hmm. and transform, evolve, as we call it. Like Nokia is a great example, right? Mm-hmm. They started in 1865 as a Finnish paper mill. Wow. 150 some years ago, right? 54 years. F- no, paper Nokia mill. started as a paper mill. Paper mill. Interesting. And then in 2000, they were the, 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 the fifth most valuable brand because they were producing cell phones, mm-hmm. right? So they came from there to becoming cell phone manufacturer. And then over the last uh, you know, five, 10 years, they're in uh, infrastructure, telecommunication infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So they have... And they are number three provider in there in you know, 2018. So all of a sudden, they somehow developed that capability mm-hmm. to transform themselves from a paper mill to a rubber works, cable manufacturer, cell phone, and now telecommunication infrastructure. So that is the kind of capability the companies need to develop so that they can find the next opportunity and become number one, number two in very short order. Mm-hmm. So that requires a lot of internal thinking, mindset, cultural changes, and then the capability, the compa- the uh, capability to put technology and processes around that to enable it. Yep. But so that's kind of a very interesting example out there. But there are so many others too. 
kind of people, uh, the companies changing what they were doing mm -hmm. because market conditions forced them to. And do you find that the most successful companies are the ones that started as a reaction to we're getting some pressure from a disruptor or are they the ones that uh, your, your previous example about uh, the company that said, you know what, we're just going to proactively improve because uh, we know we can do this better. And uh, so w which ones do you find tend to be more successful? Well, it, success actually depends on a lot of things. The reason doesn't necessarily, but one of the things uh, when you have the conviction and know your why, there's a lot more kind of the passion and the you know, drive that goes into that transformation. So I think one of the success factors is knowing your why. Mm -hmm. I start with the why. Yeah, why are you in business in the first place? In the business, in the first, absolutely. So that's, that's the first. And then why do you need to change, right? We, kn we know that change is part of life. Change is the only constant in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Business has been dealing with change for decades. So it's, it's nothing new there. The new, what's new is things are changing so fast these days. You know, the, the, the purpose of business hasn't changed. We are still trying to make money, selling service or you know, products to a, a customer base. What has changed is now the quality expected, the speed expected, and who is expecting is changing so much faster. Mm -hmm. So we need to always be chasing that. And, and in doing that, Knowing your, you know, why am I, why do I need to change? Because my, my customers are expecting something different. My customers are expecting lower prices, lower costs, whatever it is, figuring that out and driving your organization in that direction is the number one success factor, right? And then, of course, we talk about all the enablers. And one of the kind of the hypothesis that we are going with is uh, just like no two companies are the same no two transformations can be the same. Mm -hmm. Okay, so one size doesn't fit all companies, right? So kind of to your question, you know, who can be more successful? Well, the ones that have developed the capability to transform, but also the ones that can uh, fit their capability, the, you know, the capabilities, the kind of journey that they want to pursue. Mm -hmm. Okay, because, you know, the, the Netflix that we talk about, they are disruptors. They had to follow a very different kind of journey than anybody else. Mm -hmm. the Ubers of the world, right? When they were really setting this new model out there, they operated pretty unconventionally. And you cannot manage that kind of a company with the best of best practice, mature organizational structure or the capabilities in your company. So you need something different for that kind of a disruptive journey. Mm -hmm. But then of course, Uber becomes a public company. Now they need different capabilities. They cannot just sit, we've been successful, we have we have done it so far and we'll go forward with this success. No, now they need different capabilities. They need to start putting some structure in place so they can manage the company the way it is today. So mm -hmm. maybe a long answer to your question, start with the why and then figure out what you need for the kind of journey that you are going to pursue to transform yourself. Hmm. And so if I'm... Uh, company executive A, um, and I'm going to start this process and I'm yeah. going to say, okay, uh, I think proactively mm -hmm. we, we need to, uh, we need to transform. Um, we can be doing better. Uh, I, it is a, a, a people issue. I need to, I need to think about my, my change management strategy. I need to think about my 
business processes and you think about operationally strategic uh, initiatives, uh, do I need to look at what as a company is our, do we do, we do really well? So we might be a, uh, a, a manufacturer or uh, we, we might be a manufacturer, but we understand logistics really well, or we understand um, uh, production really well. And so what can we do that is tangentially uh, outside of our core business, but has something to do with our capability of, of um, logistics or, or production? Is, is that a good place? Uh, is that a good place to start or is that? So it's a great place to start. So knowing yourself is the first thing mm -hmm. you can do, right? What's your value drivers in your organization? So you said logistics, manufacturing. Every company has a competitive advantage, some value driver. Mm -hmm. So you need to know that. You cannot throw it away, right? Even if you're transforming, kind of, you know, you've got to run two businesses at the same time. One, maintain what you have. You cannot get rid of the value drivers and the money makers. And then start finding new ways, kind of run two businesses almost at the same time. One, to grow a whole new business maybe mm -hmm. while you're maintaining the other one. But you've got to come from the value because transformation technology, those are great. User experience is great. But customers are still looking for value. Mm -hmm. Okay, Just because it's a cool screen is not going to sell your products on your you know cool uh, e-commerce platform. Your product needs to be of value as well. So you definitely need to know yourself, your value drivers, and then figure out what your customers are looking today and in the future. Because if you kind of, it takes time to develop or transform, right? You cannot just start with today's customer review. You got to look into the future a little bit, and then uh, you, you kind of mentioned the change. Change starts within. The leaders need to first change themselves, their mindset, their culture, mm -hmm. so that they can lead this in organization into this next next phase. And then it starts kind of from that core, the leaders. Then it starts to kind of a, a wave impact the organization. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, of course, comes the process, technology. All those things are important to kind of enable. But that is not the starting point. The starting point is really getting the mindset, the culture, the leadership, knowing your why, and then communicating and mobilizing your your people. They will find the best way forward. Mm -hmm. All those technologies and enablers to make it happen. But starting from the why is the most important thing. Starting with the why, and then and. Once you started, I, kind of circling back to what you first said, it, it the most successful ones are the ones that inject into their culture the the constant transformation. Like we're always transforming. We're we're always thinking about not just uh, succeeding in our current business, but how can we improve? How can we stay one step ahead? And if you have a culture that embraces that mentality, uh, you're going to have a competitive advantage. Absolutely. Yes. And if you couple that with technologies and other processes in place to enable the people to use that mindset, then you're a winner. Just like, you know, again, going back to Nokia example, doesn't mm -hmm. matter what industry, right? Yep. You know, they, they were number one mo mobile phone manufacturer at some point. They just got out of it in 2014. But now the business they're in, they're again number three in the world. Right. So technologies change, processes change, products change for them. But their success didn't change. There's something in the core that made it happen. Well, Gokhan, thank you so much for uh, 
for being here. We've been talking business transformation. Uh, Gokhan Goulet, director of JBN Consulting. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Thank you.